getting y'all's workout today. A little up and down. That's good. Uh, so what, what has God spoken to you through his word this year? Y'all get the chance to share with one another um, what he has, um, what passage or what verse. And uh, yeah, we'll start right here with Glenn. Yeah. James 1.9. Mm-hmm. And his wife said, Amen. <laughs> uh, that is a that's a great passage. Be quick to listen, slow to speak. James 1 9. It's a great passage. Yep. What else? Encourage us with his word. Yeah, Liz. I'm thinking of a quiet time study on rest. Um, and this is from Isaiah 30, 15. This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. And I know for a lot of us that are just busy and doers, that's really hard just to rest. And um, anyway, that's, that's a memory verse I'm working on. Mm. <laughs> and um, now that I'm on my scooter with my fractured ankle, um, I'm getting a lot more rest. <laughs> Lord has a way of doing that. Yeah, that rest thing, that's meddling right there. Uh, yes, Jan. Yep. Um, I just went last weekend to the Subiaco uh, Monastery for a Sabbath retreat of rest. And in that time, um, I went with Mosaic women, even though I'm a Sunday morning woman. And during that time, Carrie Tucker, at the very beginning, asked us two questions. She said, I want you to go back to your room and I want you to ask, tell God what you're troubled about. And then I want you to ask God, how can you fix it? Um, and so I did. And when I was in my room, I was um, just writing down, journaling what, what was troubling me. Then I said, what can I do to fix it? And the Lord said, you can grieve it. It's a loss in your life that you can grieve. So my part was to be able to grieve it. And God said, you can do absolutely nothing about that. But he took me to the book of Ephesians. And he said, Jan, I'm ex I can do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ever ask or think. And God has answered that prayer for me today. So that's my verse. That's great. Thank you, Jan. What else? What has he spoken to you through his word this year? All right, Lisa, you're getting volunteered, voluntold by your daughter. Yep. Mary Carolyn. Yep, exactly. Well, we've had one of those flicked ears. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just want to say thank you to everyone who's prayed for our grandson, Brooks. O oh, sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and earth by your strong hand and powerful arm. Powerful arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Jeremiah 32. Amen. And he has he has been here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think of the disciples when 
Jesus does that hard teaching in uh, maybe John chapter 6. And they said, boy, this is a hard teaching. And, uh, and Jesus said, turns to Peter and he said, oh, are you going to leave too? And Peter said, where else am I going to turn? Who else am I going to go to? Um, and when we have those hard times, there's, there's nowhere else we can turn except to him and his word. And boy, there's so much comfort that he speaks to us as we turn to the Bible. Yeah. One I've been thinking about is Isaiah 64. It says, Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter, we are all the work of your hands. And I think um, Tony Royko kind of got me familiar with this phrase of uh, God is the potter, he's the potter, I'm the clay. And it's I feel like this year has been a good year to just remind myself to be a good lump of clay, <laughs> just, just to surrender and just to... Uh, Realize he's the father, and I'm, I'm just the clay, and he can just mold me however he wants to mold me. And so I've, I've chewed on that passage a bunch this year. So. Dick? So grateful for our series on the study of James, and last uh, week uh, from James... The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Um, we have so uh, many people and groups that uh, pray for fellowship, uh, pray for individuals. Uh, and last week, uh, Connie and I had a chance, uh, opportunity to be in the prayer room. And we had um, just an amazing number of people that came in uh, seeking prayer. But there was one uh, situation that really touched my heart because we think we have to be a theologian or whatever to have effective prayer. And uh, at one moment, uh, two little girls came in. One was eight and one was six. And they said, um, we'd like to pray with you. Our grandpa doesn't know Jesus. Will you pray for us? Childlike faith, effective prayer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's sweet. Maybe maybe one more, one more passage of scripture y'all would want to share. Something from church or in your own study of his word. Jenny. Thanks. Okay. Jeremiah 33, 3. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Um, last week, my son, who's seven, asked me what my favorite verse was. And I was like, I don't know. I'll think about it. What's your favorite verse? And that's what he said. He said, Jeremiah 33, 3, which I didn't teach him. And I'm just so thankful that the word of God is eternal and that my parenting, it's not up to me, but the spirit and the word of God can move in the next generation, even beyond like what I'm teaching him, um, and thankful for church that's teaching him a verse that I didn't even know that my son knew. So mm -hmm. thankful. Well, you're blessed to have parents that have sowed God's word into your life, and then y'all are also getting to share that with your kids. So that's a that's a huge blessing. Um, we'll we'll transition um, here to the people, the people that God has used in our lives to. Uh, 
to be a blessing. You know, I think that probably the way I've experienced God's love the most uh, as a human is through other people. And, um, and so we'll get a chance to share um, just what God's done in our life through other people. 1 John 4 says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and His love is made complete in us. I don't know if you all had a chance to read the uh, Released Leader blog this last week. Uh, Mickey uh, wrote a little post on just the difference that people make in our life. I I love the first paragraph of that post. He said, there's someone out there whose positive influence in your life altered the course of your journey through this world significantly. I'm confident that at this very moment, the face of that someone is vivid in your mind. The very thought of that person warms your heart. His or her influence may have come at a time when you needed advice or just someone to care. You may have needed financial help, and that person stepped in when no one else could. Maybe he or she had a shoulder to cry on, followed by words of wisdom that gave you a new perspective on a seemingly hopeless situation. You may have been, uh, it may have been a person who had the courage to hold you accountable, saying things you really didn't want to hear at the time. But now, you know those words kept you from making critical mistakes, thereby changing your life forever. You know, as we think about the difference people have made in our lives, whether it's this past year or even throughout our lives, um, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's a powerful thing to think on. Um, I'm going to show you all a video that our Celebrate Recovery ministry made, and uh, you'll get to see on people's faces as they start thinking about the people um, who have impacted their lives. And so they use, they use a phrase called recovery journey. Now, you may not have ever said, on my recovery journey, but the truth of the matter is all of us are on a recovery journey, healing from, God, from life's hurts, habits, and hang-ups. And so people are thinking about who has impacted their life on their recovery journey, and uh, it's a sweet video. So let's watch this together. time you began your recovery journey, from the point of your brokenness and hopelessness, someone was there for you. Someone has loved you into loving. Prayed you into praying. Sang you into singing. Shared you into sharing served you into serving and hope you into hoping. Take a minute to think about those extra special people in your recovery journey. There's so much there because it's just like, it's such a deep relationship. Some of them may be right here. Some may be far away. Some may even be in heaven. No matter where they are, deep down, you know they always wanted what was best for you. They always cared about you. 
pointed you back to Jesus, to pull you from hopelessness toward hope. The woman I'm thinking of is Tandy. I think about all the moments when they didn't have to be there. I think of my parents, really. Oh yeah, that's my grandparents. She was just a consistent leader in the small group. Yeah, I think of my pastor, and I think of Scott. I was thinking in Susie. The first person that comes to mind is Eric. I think of Mike and Becca. I think of Steve and Pam. I know that God has put her here. And I wanted to know how I could experience that hope of freedom that she had. I mean, they've impacted my life to impact my children's lives, to impact my grandchildren's lives. His transparency and honesty, sharing his true emotions, sharing something that was so vulnerable. Almost like a life raft was thrown to me. It gave me hope for me that I could be free. She responded with so much kindness. She just stood by us and she was always there. I've never been in a place where I was overwhelmingly loved the way I've been loved. It is watching my open share room grow. Like that is the hope. Thank you guys. <laughs> Thank you. So, so much. Thank you. Beyond words. Thank you. So the Lord works in our life uh, directly through His Spirit, through His Word, and through His people. And uh, who is that for you? Who's that person that God has used? It can be over the course of your life or even this last year. It's like a magnifying glass. Man, this person really uh, God has used in my life. And so we'll, we'll have a, a chance to share uh, just about those people and the impact that they've made on our life. Um, so who would like to share about God's people and their influence on their life. Okay. My name's Susan, and um, my husband and I have been coming to fellowship for about three and a half years. Our son, who is 10, has cerebral palsy, and he's wheelchair-bound and nonverbal. And it's terrifying as a parent to bring your child into any new situation who is medically fragile. And we walked in here three and a half years ago. Um, we knew Karen Campbell ahead of time, so we kind of set up what we were going to do with our son. Um, but I was still nervous walking in because you never know how anybody's going to react to our child. 
And we walked into a first grade classroom, and right off the bat, I knew that God put us where we needed to be. There was a friend who had gone to kindergarten with him in the classroom that knew him already. The teacher was a, a woman that I had known for years and years. She was a teacher, so she knew how to interact with him. So um, I am really, really thankful to Fellowship for providing the one-to-one -one ministry. Um, for those of you who do not know what that is, that is um, the program by Fellowship um, who serves families with disabilities like ours. And I just want to tell you that the people that serve in those rooms give so much of themselves to the kids that are in there. Um, our son loves the program. I just, when we dropped him off today, I just turned and I said, that's like the party room in there because <laughs> all the kids just love each other so much and have just grown um, in their relationships with God. And I just know that people are pouring into him every week. And it gives my husband and I the opportunity to come to church every Sunday, which we were not sure was going to be possible. So um, just thank you for fellowship supporting that program and for seeing the need. Um, I'm going to give a little plug here. Uh, just last week, I saw three new families that I know coming to fellowship to visit the program. It is growing. There's such a need. So if you have a heart for serving families like ours, there's a huge need every Sunday. So mm -hmm. thank you guys for supporting us and for allowing that program to exist. Thank you, Susan. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah, people love our kids. We love them, right? Instantly. Yep. That's good. Who else? Who has God used in your life? Lindell in the sound booth. Are, are you allowed to talk? I think I am, yeah. And uh, I could run my own volume, too. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I've been involved with uh, lots of churches I'm back behind here running sound. And uh, I think when I, I first got involved with Fellowship and Audio about four years ago, uh, they took me out to lunch, a couple of the staff for us, and uh, I think it was Pat. But they, they emphasized this mentality that, that, that the the church staff has their fingerprints everywhere and their name nowhere. Um, and I, I've seen a lot of churches that don't believe that. They may, they may say they do, but the staff, from, from what I've seen in, in my four years of being back here, I, I've never seen anybody take that more seriously. Uh, just so I'm just so thankful for all of the staff, you know, their humbleness and their genuineness. It's just, it's neat to be back behind the scenes. And it's, it's one thing to come in and see it on Sunday, but it's another to actually see it everywhere and everything that they do. So I'm thankful for them. Thank you, Lindell. Still here after lunch with Pat and Russ. That's a, a Christmas miracle. That's good. That's good. Steve, thank you. So I have to kind of laugh because as I came in, as Rebecca and I came in this morning, I said, am I going to have to be thankful for you? Uh, <laughs> she reminded me that it was a Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> but indeed, the person who has been most influential and most is, in fact, my wife, Rebecca, who we just celebrated 31 years this yeah, week. Awesome. And, and I think it's the underscore God has used a person, and God has used Rebecca. Rebecca, or God through Rebecca, led me to the Lord 31 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, 
and he has used her to bless me and to teach me and to encourage me and thank you mm -hmm. and thank you mm -hmm. <laughs> and thank everybody here too mm -hmm. thank you rebecca if you need help with them call me yeah <laughs> yeah sylvie Hi, I'm Sylvie Carley, and um, I'm just so thankful for all of the wonderful moms that I've met who are doing great things in the community. Um, I was just thinking about one of my friends. Fellowship probably doesn't even know all these things exist, but one of the fellowship moms at our neighborhood started a neighborhood Bible study and has like 15 women over every week. Um, not necessarily fellowship related, but I feel like fellowship says we are the hands and the feet, you know, send people out. Um, another mom um, in our neighborhood, she started the FCA at our school for the fifth and sixth graders. And it's, it texts a lot of us to encourage our kids to go. Um, a fellowship mom just serving in the community. And, um, and I look around and like there's teachers everywhere. And it's so encouraging to see, like to go to my elementary school and see tons of fellowship um, men and women serving in our schools and just in the community doing so many different things so I'm very encouraged to see everybody Amen. like it's not just the pastors it's everybody in our church doing their part moms run the world they do it's awesome it's awesome yep yeah I'm grateful for our teachers too probably I don't know half of our kids teachers have been believers and it is so encouraging just being at in the Bentonville Public Schools and, and having going parent-teacher conference and a teacher will say, I'm praying for your child. I'm like, man, it's like a Christian school in a, in a public school setting. And so teachers, y'all are making a huge difference in kids' lives. So grateful for y'all. Yep, in the back. Okay, I apologize ahead of time. This is going to be hard for me. But this past year has been really hard. And I have a little bit of all three of these to be thankful in each section. And God has been there every single step of the way. And there's been his love and his goodness in it all. Even when I don't understand why stuff is going on. And I read something the other day. This past week was really hard. Um, but God is always doing more than you know working toward a good you'll one day rejoice in. And I just, I fully believe that with no matter what you're going through, like he has the good. And I've just been so thankful this past week for all the people that prayed for us. And I mean, I even know people that fasted. And um, we're just really there for us this past week. And um, I just want people to know that even in the midst of like the hardest thing you could think you could go through that like God's goodness is there mm -hmm. thank you Kisa mm -hmm. Kirk and then we'll go to Mackie after that yeah. so for those of us who have been at fellowship for a long time we know uh, about every August, um, Fellowship is going to start the uh, Join a Community Group Crusade. Mm -hmm. and, Amen. Uh, yeah, we are. Yeah. And yeah, uh, are. every every year, I kind of go, "All right, here we go again. How many different creative ways are they going to mm -hmm. are they going to try to get us all to pound join it. to pound it pound hard?" It. Yes. So uh, um, Amber and I had a had a baby, 
uh, about 15 months ago and skipped out on a community group last year. But uh, but through her encouragement, she just said, hey, you know, do you want to join a community group this year? And um, and obviously with a 15 month old, it's kind of complicated from a scheduling standpoint. So um, so we had the opportunity to join a fantastic community group. We got the best leader. Um, Except for the leader. The leader's a little shady. Yeah. Yeah. You owe me lunch for saying yeah, that, by the you. way. Thank you, Kirk. I like my steak medium. Mm, um, medium. But we've just gotten to know a lot of great uh, people so far, and obviously it's relatively new, but uh, just the friendships that we've gained from that. So I guess it's, again, my plug for um, for community groups and just how, how wonderful they are because it really is a great way to connect. Mm-hmm. You all are an awesome addition to our group. Thank you, Kurt. Yeah. So I'm John, and i got to give a little history about the person for this year because it all started 20 years ago when my wife and I met. She brought me here to this room. The first time I came to church was in this room. The next Sunday, we were opening that building over there. It was the second Sunday here. Um, We had community group leaders like Pam and Ellen Long, Jim and Jereen Cross, um, that kind of guided us in our younger years. Um, 19 years ago, we were married. 18 years ago, we had my son, Cooper. Cooper's a senior this year, and he's a person that's taught me so much through the last 18 years, but especially this year, because this is our first one. We have three kids. He's the first one that's going to be graduating in May and leaving the house, and I thought this was going to be a tough year, but it hasn't. And it's been because of everybody in this room who has started with him and helped him to grow in his faith. And has helped him to go on his mission trips and to understand that he has been served and now he is serving. And he's got his own group of boys that he's been leading for the last four years. And there is no doubt in my mind he will be um, able to go out in this world and to make a difference in other people's lives. And it's not anything I've done because I'm going to try to be a better parent with my other two than I have with my oldest son. (laughs) With their faith lies because I was no help with him because I was kind of the (laughs) private person and... I didn't share as much with him growing up. I'm doing a better job, I think, with my other two. And Cooper's going to be fine. It's because of Hunter and Blake and Blake and all these other people that have poured into him. He's doing the same to pour into everybody else. And it's just been awesome. And it's all because she made me come here because I wasn't going to come here because this was a huge church and I didn't like big churches 20 years ago. So I love big churches now. I love the youth ministry and, you know, if there's nothing else about this church, like, it's, it's, it's the fact that the kids pour into each other and then they raise up leaders and it's been amazing. So thank you all for anyone who's poured into my kids. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you, John. Yeah. We can go to Leanne. Well, that feels like a really nice segue um, into what I was thinking about saying and then thinking maybe I wouldn't, but now I will. Thank you. Um, so this has been an interesting year for me. Um, both of my students, children, adults are, uh, at the University of Arkansas. So I have been uh, a single empty nester now for a couple of years. And so I had an interesting opportunity come to me, thanks to Sarah Schaefer, um, (laughs) to lead a cell group. And both of my kids had come up through cell groups in Bentonville and we had a great experience, but I didn't really understand what that meant until I began to lead Bentonville freshman girls last year. Oh, y'all, stories. (laughs) I got stories. But anyway, I digress. Um, So now they're sophomores, and I've been leading them for a year and a half. And 
this has been such an interesting time because let me tell you, I thought maybe these girls would learn a little smidge of something from me and maybe we could relate in some way. But what I have found is that these girls have become my biggest encouragement this year. And when I have a tough time and they know about it, they're the ones texting me to say, Miss Leanne, how are you? How can we pray for you? And it's really cool to see how in this season that I thought would be really hard as a single empty nester, that these 15-year-old girls are my biggest source of encouragement. So, you know, I think our teenagers get a really bad rap sometimes, and we think, oh, they're just all a bunch of crazy kids. They don't know what they're doing. They're making really bad choices. But fellowship does a really great job of pointing them to the Lord in really tough times when the world wants to pull them away. And so as a leader, I don't take credit for any of that because it's all God all the time. But there are a ton of people outside of parents pouring into kids, really good kids that just want to do the right thing. And so I'm really grateful for this group of girls who want to love each other better, want to build community. And it's interesting, my son leads the Bentonville sophomore boys, and so we get a share. And it's the same thing with the boys. They're just incredible young men trying to serve the Lord better. And um, so they have become my biggest source of encouragement. I'm really grateful to God for giving me this opportunity and um, just really showing me that encouragement comes in a lot of different forms from a lot of interesting people. And um, so to any parent that might be in here, your girls are awesome. And uh, I'm really, really grateful. Mm -hmm. Not often you hear my greatest source of encouragement are 15-year-old girls. That's awesome. (laughs) That is awesome. I love that. Hey, we'll have last one back here, Keith and Donnell. Yep. I guess we need to start a Sarah Schaefer fan club. um, This summer, my husband Keith and I walked through the darkest period of our lives. Um, And um, Abel and Sarah were there for us in an amazing way. Um, The way Sarah allows the Holy Spirit to speak through her, I've never seen anything else like it. And her beautiful mom is behind us. Um, um, And I know that it's... Not Sarah, because it's something that everything she would say is something that I just needed to hear. But she allowed to be available. And I know she's busy. She has a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But she would take the time to meet me for coffee. I'd even try to give her an out and say, if you're too busy, we can do another time. And she'd say, no, you're important to me. I want to know what's going on. Um, And then Abel would just drop whatever he was doing and meet us in the middle of the day. Um, to talk through some things and just be encouragement. And that's the Holy Spirit and the, that is the hands and feet of Jesus that I've never seen anything else like. And they're a lot of fun to be, to, to be with. And I just want to thank you for what you did for us. Thank you. What I would say about that is sometimes when God flicks you off that ledge, like it takes your breath away. And it's frightening to have your breath taken away. Um, but when you start to look around and you catch your breath, the people that are around you are the, the hands of God. And the, the way the Schaefer's and many other families have helped support us um, is a testament to, to this body and the, the health of it.
So thank you all. Thank you all. Thank, thank you all for sharing today. It's been encouraging. Hopefully, uh, I know it was a blessing for y'all who were able to share as well. You always get blessed by uh, sharing uh, with others. And so let's stand, let's sing the doxology together, and let's go out rejoicing, being grateful for what God's done in our lives. <laughs>